So it's me. I'm not going to be a Raj today. Thanks to Bob Grady. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Bob Grady's like the the friend that everybody needs. I think honestly, that lad, right? He'll pop up and just go, "Are you really sure you want to like do this really Raj thing that your brain's concocting?" And I'll go, "Bob's probably right again." And so I don't. So <laughs> I was going to go full scorched earth today, but I was kind of half joking. But there is certain things that I could go scorched earth. All I would say is this, right? There's a lot of dafties about. We're in the first five minutes. So I'm not saying maybe it's what I would like to say. And I think they've got a bit too comfortable during the time that I was seriously ill. And there was a. There was things that were getting said about us which weren't true because I think people thought that, like, well, he can't defend himself. And I've learned a lot about, like, people due to that experience. Well, sadly for them, I think I'm pretty much fully healthy now. I mean, I've slept terribly the last couple of nights because I missed me dog, right? And um, I'm still at it, still feeling good. I've been working since 4 a.m., (laughs) <laughs> like, and I'm just like, not not just on cow stuff. I mean, I did a bit on cow stuff. I mean, I wasn't meant to record today, as you know. Um, so Wednesday is not the day, but um, I've just been taking it on a gradual one and just deciding on, on any given day whether I'm up for being on camera because obviously last week was a bit of a hard one for the, for my family, losing the dog. I just want to say that like, um, in the weeks and days that turned out to be Scrappy's last days, um, everybody on here the cow daily live chat but also um the wider community as well um you really help my family and you really help with to be um calm and present um for which then created a like really calm atmosphere in the house for these last days and um i'll always be grateful um it's very hard for us to talk about it still and I'm amazed I've got this far through without um, busting up in tears. And I guarantee you, I just had to kind of like half mention his name last week. And I was wailing, crying. Because at the end of the day, for me, dogs are family. It's a family member that we've lost. And um, the other two, just uh, we've just tried to be there and rebuild as a, as a four. Um. And it sucks, quite honestly. I mean, Scrappy was with my partner for 16 years. Um, we, me and my partner have been together for five and a half years. And uh, he became my dog too. And um, yeah, it's been shit to be, oh, three, four. Surely I'll get a pass out off YouTube for saying such words within the first five minutes. You're watching Mr. YouTube. Had I had my dog put down last week, so give us a pass out for the F word. Obviously, it's game on after the five, like. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to thank you all um, on camera when I was ready, really, because um, it really made the world a difference. And um, you wanted to be calm towards the end, didn't you? So you've, you've helped with that. And it's just nice knowing that people actually care. Um, so thanks. Thanks very much. Also, my partner, who will never watch or listen to this most likely she has enough to deal with having to actually live with me why would you want to hear us more <laughs> she hears this stuff all the time it's like a 24-hour podcast but 
she I mean I've got so much respect for her that dog was like her familiar you know and um she made an amazingly brave step to um decide to um have him put down and uh I support her and everything that she decided and obviously you know it would have been it's a joint decision 50 50 but um you know we'll beat ourselves up could we've done more than we've all done it at times of trauma because I think we're, we're brain defaults to the last sort of like safe setting it's like that just world theory thing that Alice Wolf is really good at talking about um where we think we what our brain does is default to control or a control mechanism or something we could have controlled so it was like were we too hasty did we not give it enough time to see if you recovered i mean look he wasn't going to recover um well, i don't want to get into the detail because it'll just upset us but i just i don't know i just wanted to like i'm just respect me partner a lot because it's just so hard for her she's just such a loving and caring and kind individual and like you you really do see the metal of somebody during like times like this and i mean it's like you know just so grateful that she's in my life and that we're doing this together um and again she'll never say this but just i just want to kind of speak it into the world i guess so uh, that's all that out the way. Um, I might mention Scrappy in the future again and all that, but I'm amazed I've got the five minutes or six minutes or whatever it is, and I've not just started buckling up crying. Um, and it just, it's one of these things about give yourself time. And I appreciate everybody uh, last week, especially patrons as well, who are, are like paying for the, the work um, for just giving us a bit of time to just get me head around it and, and whatnot it's appreciated man and like all of the kindness is felt and understood and thanks seriously um so that's that done let we have a little mini tea break because um i really do need a drink me like and i will find the music i like this one the best it's the it's the traditional animate have i even got this in aye it's in new just gonna have a drink, lemon balm again, tried and tested. If you could share this dream, that'll be top. We're gonna talk about um, Harry and Meghan. I despise using people's first names like that, especially like the royals, because they're still royals at the end of the day. But there's certain bits and bobs which I feel um, we've got a hot take on. Um, something about Dubai as well. It's just obscene this and um ken loach as well which kind of fits in with the topic of um the show we did earlier this week just on that as well i don't like doing shows like that one i did this week about leopards eating faces and driscoll and whatever i think it's necessary though and i, I want to make it clear it's nothing personal to driscoll um you know i don't think he's utterly a bad person it's a, it's very much a political challenge. I just don't think like stringing people along in the way that's being done. If you like trying to like court Starmer and all of that, and it's all sound, and then when it hits you, then you do the solidarity bat signal. I think that's bad. 
I just felt a bit unclean afterwards, you know, but I, I, I also know that truth's important and there's a hell of a lot of people running around like, oh, this is terrible and that. And, um, you know, plurality of opinion is important. And listen, if people want to attack me for it, attack away. But I'm just saying the things that I feel need to be said. And I didn't even want to do a frigging show like after after the, the time I'm going in. But I also felt like it was necessary because people are talking a hell of a lot of shit and they're not backing it up with any evidence. By all means, go two-footed in on me, but expect it back. Like, as I said at the top of the show, the days are gone that I'm unwell and I'm having to use what little energy I have to just basically stay alive. So you're very, very much mistaken. If people are going to... It's dead simple. You're going to punch us, literally or figuratively, expect to be punched back as hard or a bit harder than you punched me. Now, people are talking some wild shit. Newcastle is a big village, man. Like, (laughs) who are you talking to, man? Seriously. (laughs) What the fuck, man? So anyway, now personal to Jamie, and I hope he has a like a really happy life. Legit. Like, same as anybody, really. But like, how am I? Man? I just I think what the problem is, right? The left or whatever that happens to to be, I don't even know what that is, in the UK at least. Are just looking out for people that hang their hats on and they're just Xing out all of the, the crap that they've done. And anybody who's pointing that out because people are so bereft of hope. Um, gets it in the neck. And look, I've had plenty of that over the last few years. Trust me, plenty you d- you'll don't even know about. But I'm feeling scorched earth at the minute. And but for Bob Grady, I might have went fucking boom today. Because you cannot, you cannot keep fucking having a dig at people and expect them not to push back eventually. And trust me, it would have been done long before now. And I'm not talking about Driscoll here. He's not even figuring in this. You know who I'm talking about. The last time you talk shit about me, the last time, without consequence at least. And I'll choose what those consequences are, given everything I've heard. All I'll say is this. You need to, these people who you think you, who are your friends, it's like a leaky bath, pal. Zuh. Because there's more than one, isn't there? Bad, bad, bad move. I gave you an out. Bad move. Now shut the fuck up. Quick. And not, not only that, start telling the truth about us, because I'll do it myself eventually. Anyway, got some comments. Slaz, so just popping by to say hello. I'm off out soon. We'll catch up later on. Much love to you, pal. Um, shouts to you and the dog. Um, great lads, Slaz. One of the best. Um, who said this? Cow Daly, it's a far better love story than Twilight. Who could I be referring to? Oh, Leon's in. Oh, it was Leon in. <laughs> Can I be a sparkly vampire? I look great and glitter. Indeed. Please do. Big B62, boom one. 
Mon from beautiful lake in Wales. Love Wales, me, you know. I've got all to myself. Amazing. The sun is shining, nature's feeding my soul. Do you know what it is? It gives me great heart to hear that you um, are having a belter. Um, just really, really happy for you and really happy that you're doing the thing that you love, which is like fishing. And to be honest with you, it's sometimes just leverage to get out in the nature. But I couldn't be happier for you, dude. Like, just keep telling with these things, keep telling, feeding our soul with like talk of nature and positivity because I love it. Zoe's saying, dogs are family, nothing else needs saying. Definitely, without a doubt. Duncan's in the house, Monol, you good. Decent, mate, decent. Carlos, good morning, dude, and all. Hello, good to see you. Jojo's back in the house. Good to see you again, pal. Nice one. Duncan's saying, okay, sorry for sticking my middle finger up at you, Sheesh. It was just a picture. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're, you're, you're on side. Cheers, dude. Right back at your B62 boom one. Honestly, you keep flying that flag. Snide's in the house from China. Go and follow Snide on um, YouTube. He does really good like reviews of like um, replica trainers and um, originals. Breaks down the differences or lack thereof. But also he's entertaining. The Snide channel is one of the things I put on where I just like switch off and just like focus on something else. And he's a nice lad. He's from the Toon as well, living in China. So get on that. Good lad he is. Um, Joanne saying, just watch the Roger Waters things, and you know, here I am. I end up watching the Double Down News. I like his energy, and I think uh, more that required, isn't it? You know, um, great to see. Um, yeah. Also, just a quick one as well. Um, just to apologize to Ben Sellers, like in writing before, but I'd also like to do it on the show as well. I think I've done him a little bit dirty. I mean, we'll deviate on Newcastle United, but. Um, he put his right on a lot of the stuff that went on when he was Laura Pidcock's advisor, um, 2015, 2019. And there's a lot going on that we didn't know about publicly. Um, and I've done him dirty as a result of that. But I appreciate you clarifying, Ben. And I also um, appreciate, because you've clarified, the opportunity to apologise. And I believe these things are important because you, you strike us as a good man. Obviously, we need to talk with the tune at some point, but, you know, we'll get there. But um, but I, sorry, sorry, pal. Um, you you've done a hell of a lot more than most, and it's really good to see um, the um, energy that you're bringing to it now. So everybody, go and follow Ben Sellers. Um, if you struggle to find his page, I've liked his page. So just find the things that I've liked. Try and the cow, and you'll find them. So big up Ben. Snide saying appreciate the kind words. People, honestly, dude, people just access a response from me. I'm like an open book and I speak as I find. Um, if you like, this is why it's easy to, to praise out that work that you're doing. It's very entertaining and I really enjoy it. Um, similarly, if people piss us off, <laughs> then they're accessing a response. I'm just tired of being this, like shutting up and being this cult of civility thing because it just doesn't work for me. So I just think authenticity and um, encouragement you know, um, and thank you to everybody who's encouraging me to keep going and do this work because it's really, really hard. And I know I reference um, people who have a problem with us quite a lot, but I'm defending myself. 
also hope you, you see that I balance that out with gratitude because I am intensely grateful um, for everybody and your kindness, not only to build the show from this base, because I really feel like the starting line really only came recently because I can rely on my health. It's been stress tested and um, I'm still, it feels more like before the COVID pandemic, like you get ill and you bounce back. I'm going to do a proper video at one point about how I've done it um, and the things that have worked for me more to the point. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. I don't I hope I don't jinx myself either. Don't want to Keegan the entire situation. But what are you going to do? Leon's saying, you've seen the UAP whistleblower this week. We, honestly, the amount of people who've sent us the article, um, I've put it to the side because I really want to try and like get in touch with people and get them on the show. But I've I haven't actually read the article yet. I've been mad busy with like other work, but I will be reading it and it will be featuring in the show definitely. There was too many people if they give us the nod about this. Um, and I could honestly see towards the back end of the year this just turned into a bloody UFO podcast because uh, for all the reasons, you know, all them reasons there. More kindness from Snyder. Always enjoy this channel. Dip in and out when I can. It's always a pleasure to see you here, mate. Always. Right. <clears throat> just bear with us. I'm just going to like stick the uh, sit or carry on on. I just need to clear my throat before we start talking about the things. Dear lady. Shouts to the audio gang. Sit our music for you. If you can say as you can tell him I'm having a drink, it's not a problem. But I appreciate like there's so many more of you on the audio, so do me best with the Rabbi Shankar vibes, you know. Fuck it, honestly, I love herbal tea, man. Anybody who doesn't drink, it's a Jesse. Remember when people would do the whole bink? Remember when people do the whole? Oh, you don't drink tea. You drink herbal tea. And then they would like question your sexuality, like or something, which is weird stuff. Maybe that was just um the northeast of England, I don't know, in the past. But that's certainly experiences that it, herbal tea. Saying that I do draw the line once there was a lad um in the office I was working in on Pink Lane, right? And uh he's do you remember a time when in offices he'd come up from London, he was like acting chief executive, he was working with us. And uh, he was drinking boiling, like water, boiling water. Like uh, I just drew a line at that. I was like, "What's with the water?" There was this whole bowman's drink water, but boiling water. It was fucking what? <laughs> so, so maybe I'm as bad as anything else. It's kind of like tea to herbal, as herbal is to boiling bloody water in the dafty sticks. But anyway, lemon balm is the future. It's probably really good for veins and things, apparently. I don't know. Ow. No way. Snide is saying this. True story. My granddad founded the Tyneside UFO Society. How cool, man. Like, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but is it still? Is he still about? Is it still Gannon? Because uh, would love to talk to him. That would be an amazing piece of historical record, I feel. Right. Let us have a look at a video. It is this one. 
it's just kind of follows on from the um, stuff with Jamie Driscoll because obviously at first, right, the people in question who went after him, and he's been done incredibly dirty, by the way, even given the whole crack that I've been going on. Balance is important, and Driscoll has been done dirty. I must admit I did laugh when it happened and sort of made me pals because it was so bloody obvious. But that wasn't like anything direct towards him as a human or as a, or anything like that. Definitely as a politician, though, because, wow, <laughs> so bloody obvious. But my point with this is, right, the Cannes Film Festival was on. 2,000 people gave Ken Loach this standing ovation and follow at Saul Staniforth, who just does amazing work every day on Twitter and deserves all the props because these little clips and things like that, just tremendous amount of work for the cause, man. But check this out. And it's now time to share their film with the world. What a response. A 15-minute standing ovation from more than 2,000 people. And it's now... Fantastic and well-deserved as well. The, the people, right, who are going after Ken Loach... That little dafty who was um, do, doing the whole two bald men fighting over a comb thing with Driscoll the other night on Newsnight, who they both were actually bald as well. Um, he's not fit to lace Ken Loach's boots now. Come on. I mean, Kathy come home, <laughs> the wind that shakes the barley, and then some dickhead who is some kind of like labor right mouthpiece who I found out since is some kind of like trainer on how to deal with the media. That's your job in the sink, pal. You are shit. I mean, like Driscoll ran rings around you and he's not the greatest speaker, is he? So how you're training people. And if they, this show, what this shows is, right, the caliber of so-called talent still within the Labour Party at the minute. <laughs> Mad. I mean, just on that basis, I don't know why Driscoll would want to be getting himself in there but anyway we've talked about my enough and um as i say didn't want to do that show but like there's so much bullshit being spoken at the moment like truth and the historic record is important it's always going to be important in my view and um we'll have to take shit doing it so what will they but anyway this whole Ken Loach scenario, man, like on the day this was happening, like other areas of the BBC were putting Ken Loach stuff out. The BBC World Service did like some kind of eulogy, like or some kind of big up, he's not dead, some kind of big up to Ken Loach. Do you know what I mean? Like what is going on there? Meanwhile, on Newsnight, they're like, like call him an anti-Semite and all kinds, man. Crazy. It's nice to see the energy coming up from um, people on the left or people, uh, whatever. And I mean, some people should do a better late than never thing, I guess. But I, I would caution that and I would seek unity if possible. Um, some people that never be possible with, but it was something that, um, like, strange enough, Laura Pidcock posted. Um, 
and I'm going to do like a, I think I'm going to talk about it at greater length. And I'm not going to talk about what it was, but it was like a thing that was calling for unity. And there was people just giving us so much grief. And I just thought, well, what's your end game? Like, if it's not to actually have open dialogue towards unity, what's your end game? To continue and perpetually be divided. I mean, I just think, yeah, there's certain people that, like, you've got to draw the line under, but, like, there was a hell of a lot of, like, putting, like, thoughts and speech into Laura's mouth. And I only know how to be a lovely human being. That wouldn't, none of that would be, like, conducive with the person that I, like, we're not friends, we're not, we haven't even met in person, but you get a sense when you talk to people, especially when you talk to people, like, you know, the way we did in like a focused way on a podcast. If you've never like done a podcast with somebody, um, it's a different, it's like a conversation plus you get like, because you're so like focused on the speech between each other, you get like a real sense of somebody pretty quickly. Um, and that's the sense that I've, I've got of her. And I'll only ever like speak on somebody based on the response that they access from me. Um, and I just think, like, bringing it back to what I'm trying to say, there's so much division around, right? And a lot of it is being fostered by, like, billionaire factions. So it's dead, like, you know, we need to just name that and break that down first, which is why I'm not going to do the topic of what this was all about until I've done that. Because um, it's a thorny topic, as most of these culture war things being fanned are. And I really think that, like, it needs to be done right. So that wasn't today. Today was just some kind of like in, like informal thing that I felt like needed to be done just as a thank you, really. I just hadn't been able to talk about Scrappy, so I've threw, thrown a few other bits in. But um, I let's not be quick to like leap on people, especially when they didn't deserve it. I mean, it might sound a bit rich for me, but, you know, I'll, I feel like I do it when people deserve it, like they've access to response from us, you know. Um for positive or negative or anywhere in between. Now, that doesn't mean I'm like so like everybody's friggin' mirror. I'm a deeply flawed individual, and there's a fair few cracks in my mirror, aye? But I try to be the best person I can every friggin' day of my life. And this isn't about Driscoll. It's about the people I was referenced before. A lot more than ye do. That's a fact. And all I'll say on that is, now there's energy... You shouldn't have tried to destroy somebody with lies, provable lies, when you can easily be destroyed by the truth in one sentence. Now fucking fall back, scumbags. Snyder is saying, look at the logo. It's meant that'll be the Tyneside UFO Society. I'm definitely going to do that after this. If you've got anything, you can send us as well, like, like links and stuff. Do, because I love out like this mate seriously he's also saying he's no never met him but i've copies of these old journals biker of old are they anywhere online because there's um somebody who's been on the show in the past um i think it's called rob from tyne and weird i'm sure he'd love to see them he wrote actually a book called tyne and weird and it's about this all of this kind of stuff um so it, I'm sure you'd love to see them. So if you ever make them into PDFs and whatever, give us a shout and I'll pass them on. Um, I'm sure you'd probably love to talk to you as well. Do some great stuff. So maybe he's getting on in the future, actually. I was, I've actually was speaking to him yesterday about like some something completely different. That's now to do with Milk the Cow. Um, 
So I making them links. What else we got for you here? <laughs> right, this, this man, this. Oh my God. The caption of this, right, is Dubai is a great advertisement for revolutionary socialism. Check this out, man. This is just like outrageous. Out bloody rages. Right, let's pull it up. Check this. Excuse me, bro. How much you pay for rent here in Dubai? Bro, I don't pay rent. What I you buy. Mean? How much is your house? Over a hundred. Over one hundred million. Yeah. Could you have a tour? Okay. Beautiful car, my friend. This is crazy. Look at this. You got a beautiful living room. Dining. You know the stuff that goes in Rolex watches? Yeah, stuff? yeah. That's on the wall. More like the family section. Family dining table. Wow. The show kitchen. Look at this. This is gold. Look at the stairs. They light up. Golden elevator. Everything that you see is gold. Very nice room. I, lo bro, I love the stairs. Look at these stairs. So you see, you got the starlight. And this is the chilling area. You have a hair salon in your house. The church, bro. This is the church. Mashallah. Ma Full, which is empty. This is nice. Wow. Very good. Wow. Sauna room. Oh. Let me show you the car collection. Oh, you got a Bugatti right there. McLaren. What's your name? Salman. Salman. Nice to meet you, Salman. Look at the cars. Wait, honest question. What's How that? much are all the cars here worth? I don't know, bro. All my cars are not here. Yeah. How many cars do you have? Like 30 something. 30 <laughs> I got captured there. Two seconds. <sighs> Just get rid of this. Trying to have a vape then in peace. <laughs> but anyway, right? That is Raj. And I'm not hating. Like, I think luxury items and whatever, like, I like nice things. It might not look like it, right? This jumper is quite expensive. It's a, a pure wool. But I know what it is. I'm going to have it for the rest of my life. And I can afford that then. I had it out with somebody recently, actually. It was like on The Guardian, actually, because The Guardian had, um, like wrote an article about like why don't you buy this 75 pound t-shirt and it'll help you with like you know having things last because they last much longer and all that i was just like these people are out of their bloody minds like in 2023 people can't be affording this shit the stuff would do by there he's got a hundred million house 30 cars like you don't need that man that's wild that's wild as hell but i'm not hating it's just we live in a world where like I'm more than happy for all that to happen because I, I like the look of certain things and I think they look good. And I mean, look, it's not as bad as like having a Land Rover Defender and calling a climate emergency on. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I can't help myself there. I promise you that whole thing wasn't a setup line. It wasn't a whole setup to the payoff line. I, I apologize. But true. <laughs> no, it is worse. But um, look, uh, that kind of stuff it's just egregious and there's this whole like sort of like andrew tate like look at my bugatti like what's your bugatti what color is your bugatti oh, just fuck off man like we've got people like literally starving in the world and people talking about how there's not enough resources and whatever had away man like that's one house out of how many we desperately need a proper reallocation of resources and then we can all have a bugatti how's that sound don't want one. Really want a Land Rover Defender. Fucking <laughs> hell. I'm so sorry. I really tried hard not to do that today, but I'm a wrong end, so that's how it comes out. 
I am legitimately sorry though. <laughs> anyway, like this as well is mad. And uh, please follow at I underscore am Mukhtar on Twitter. This guy, man, absolute belter, like a complete and utter belter. He's, he's been having it like with uh, Lawrence Fox and all of that on Twitter. He's brilliant. Love the lad. I might actually ask him to come on, just to have a crack with him. But he's posted this, right? And it's, um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, wow. Excuse me. And it's Jenny Bond, Royal Lick Spittle in Chief. Well, when Nicholas Witchell's having a, a day off, like. But she exposes the fact that well, as Mukhtar said, Jenny Bond said the quiet part out loud. Harry and Meghan were right. They've been planting stories for years. Do you check this out? <laughs> like completely and utterly plays herself here. Um, and it's my pleasure to show you. Absolutely right, yes. I mean, I think he has been counselled. He says in his book that uh, his father, Charles, has counselled him not to pursue this, this mission against the press. He said it was a suicide mission. And Charles always has tried to keep the tabloids on side. Actually, rather to my own annoyance and, and bemusement I, when I was working for the BBC, you know, a very senior royal correspondent at the BBC, um, I was excluded uh, from, you know, parties and events. I remember one big party at Buckingham Palace. I wasn't invited as the royal correspondent. Piers Morgan was as the editor of the Mirror. David Yellen was as the editor of The Sun. And I always, I used to say to them, why? And why do you plant stories? And they did. Plant is a strong word. Give Absurd. stories to the tabloids first. Why don't you come to me and I'll broadcast and they can follow me? But that was never the way the palace worked. They liked to keep particularly the tabloids on, on side. That is so interesting. I'll tell you what, it's absolutely... So, quite part out loud. New bombshell just dropped. Absolutely played herself there, didn't she? Good. She's been, like, living up, up their asses for decades. And that's the thing. It's like it demonstrates like the press and the media, um, and which which is why like building independent media is is important. It's just another reason. The scratch around for stories and hope they get made a dame at the end of it. That's not really good, is it? It's not really a good thing. And then there's this massive like sort of cult of civility like squared around the royals as well. Um, to the level that they'll even spit out like their own flesh and blood if they deviate from the party line. I mean, like it comes to something to even like tacitly defend a member of the royal family, especially. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't buy into this whole like revisionism thing. I mean, you can look look at the lad's past and whatever, and certain things when he was in, in the army and whatever. But at the same time, his his wife does not deserve at all the treatment she's getting i mean crazy so fair play to him um fair play to him for what he's done fair play to him for standing up for his family he's re he's proper family not like this big wide bunch of weirdos and inbreds like his actual family and they seem very bloody happy and isn't it uh, like no surprise that the narrative around her being some kind of like controlling ghoul has been allowed to proliferate because you know who better than the royal family to smear somebody's name but just doing that to your own son like do you, can you imagine man like your own da some of you might might not 
have to imagine, and I'm sorry if that's been your life. There's some absolute dafties out there who um, think being a father is like coming inside somebody and then just hoping for the best afterwards. But <sighs> the honest, I mean, it wouldn't surprise as if like they go down the same road, so to speak, as Harry's mother. I mean, I think more and more people are starting to see the issue, but more and more GB News and the rest of it whips people up. But as we've seen there, it slipped out of Jenny Bond's fierce straight away, didn't it? Fierce. One of her faces, one of our 27 faces, never mind two. I mean, imagine that being your beat. Like, when you went and did a journalism degree, did you hope that you would be like living up the arsehole of inbreeds who for some reason lorded over us? You must be very proud of your journalism and your journalistic career. Scrapping around for like leaked bollock stories from the palace, which has been proven that that's what they did. And they were even like leaking and briefing against Harry. Rotters. Horrible. Not great, but just wanted to show it really because. You know, it's more of an indication of how the media actually works. Simple as that. Shazbot73 in the house. Nice to see you, pal. Ridiculous. Indeed. Tate sprang to mind. Tell us about it. Tate, everywhere. Tate, all our. Um, One of the things I would like to do, and just play it out on the way out, mentioned uh, Laura Pidcock a bit, and... It was the anniversary of, um, and this, you know, is the new one that happened in Gateshead. Don't get a twist with Newcastle. The sages are the other side. It's Gateshead. And it was when um, Corbyn was doing those um, big rallies. And um, this is Laura's speech at that rally. And I think a lot of people remember that time. But also don't look at it as a moment in time. Like these things can continue, and I bet things would have been a hell of a lot better if lockdowns hadn't been in play and people could have just organically met up. And it's one of the reasons why I apologize to Ben, who was uh, Laura's advisor, because it was important that I do that because I had a good reflection on it. And I was like, what am I actually asking these people to do? They were they're just humans, they were doing like they weren't seeing anybody. <laughs> You know, like how was that going to happen? Nobody knew what, like, whether anybody was going to be alive next week. So for a lot, some of it. So, yeah, felt like I needed to get on here today and say these things. But also, I want to play the show out with this because it's a great speech. But also, it is a moment in time. But there was about ten thousand people there with twenty-four hours notice. So, what I'm also going to suggest is that spirit didn't just die. Like these dickheads, like that one that was given trying to give Driscoll some shit the other night on Newsnight, they haven't killed it. People are still here. So let's play the show out with this. Um, it's a great speech. And I don't know about you, but I'd really like to see Laura back in a public facing role. I think she's far too talented not to be. Um, and I've said that there were, we've corresponded since. You know, I sent her a message the other day. So I I just want to play plays out with this. Thank everybody again for all your kindness and your love and your support.
going to be back tomorrow with uh, Dr. Julia Grace Patterson from Every Doctor, who's been doing an absolutely mint bit of work about um, who's been funded by private health care. And she goes after everybody. So great to have her on for that, but also great because Jules is one of the people who I interviewed when I was having the long COVID shingles thing. There was a few periods where I thought I was all right. So we did the Sleaford Mods one and all these other ones. And then I would relapse because we didn't really know at the time. You think you get better and whatever, but I didn't. And I think we know more about long COVID now. Anyway, though, play out with Laura. Check this out. Thanks, everybody. Catch us later. Laura streets of northwest Durham where we are working day and night night and day to get rid of the cruel and callous conservative government <laughs> a government that has plunged our people in a poverty who assign blame to the hungry who look upon those who cannot work as liars who veil the decimation of our public services as a political necessity who have lied to us time and time again the austerity necessary necessary for everybody but the wealthiest who get tax cuts they've taken police off our streets they are starving our nhs of funds and they are absolutely destroying our education system. The Conservatives are not, will never be, a party for the working class or the northeast of England. We have had enough of their contempt, we've had enough of their arrogance, we've had enough of them looking down our nose at us as though we are second class citizens and we will not allow them to humiliate us any longer. Because we know, don't we, that everything that we have suffered at their hands is not an accident, but has been a political choice. The rape clause was a choice. Sanctions, a decision. The public sector pay freeze, a decision. The bedroom tax, big G for us in our prisons, selling our council houses, letting the steelworks and the mines close were all a decision. On the 8th of June, it's our decision. Because we have the opportunity, don't work, to reject the politics of division and hate, to vote to build back our beautiful communities, to invest in jobs and industry for the Northeast, and to have a future that is not plagued by fear. And to every single young person here who has been failed by this system, please take your anger and your passion with you into that ballot box and vote for change and don't ever don't ever let anybody tell you that you're being boring for being political or to be quiet and stop posting things on Facebook. <laughs> Occupy every single space with your politics. <laughs> Friends, let us not pretend the odds are massively stacked against us. We don't have friendships in the media, in the papers or on the TV channels. We don't have, we don't have rich donors, do we? And we're not connected and we're not prepared, sorry, to lie our way to power. But 
is a really important book. We are the majority. We, we have thousands of activists and fundamentally we can be charged up, powered up by knowing that it is us who are on the right side of history. It is we. In the next three days, I am begging you to have conversations in the workplace, on the streets, in the supermarket queue, to get out there and have conversations on the doors, to come and campaign with the Labour Party, and to say loud and proud that yes, you are voting for the Labour Party and for our wonderful leader, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Let's fight back, stop the cross, and kick the Tories out. Yeah.